Am I Reister or am I wrong? Get woke, go broke. Con job is out. It's catchy, but there is no truth to it in sports. Steve Nash getting the head coaching job at the Brooklyn Nets. There's no white or black privilege to it. Stop it. Rutgers is doing something so gross. It sounds unbelievable. They are fining college players. The NBA MVP system is broken when the MVPs aren't real title contenders. And my parting shot today is going to be fire. Um, Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors, and absolutely no BS. I keep it 100. You guys, make sure you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching it on YouTube, then subscribe, give a thumbs up, all of that. And if you want to get a hold of me, send me an email, gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. Make sure you subscribe and send it to a friend. Make sure that you share as well. You can listen to me as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and Fox Sports Radio 2 to 5 p.m. on Sunday and weekdays filling in. But we will start off with the get woke, go broke con job, dude. It's super catchy, but there's no truth to it in sports. The con is in. Like if This is the same crowd, the same individuals who told you to keep politics out of sports. Got people all riled up. Keep politics out of sports. We just want to enjoy our games. Uh, even though politics has always been in sports. Always. I just testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee about name, image, and likeness. You go back to boycotting the 1980 Olympics. I mean, so many examples. Politics has always been in sports. This is just a topic they don't want to hear about. And now those same people, keep politics out of sports, are using politics to make a mint off of those people that they riled up. They are the president is getting involved. Uh, sports talk show hosts. Oh, getting real political now. Wonder why? Because it's a grift. It's a con job. Get woke, go broke. No, they just want the athletes to shut up about it. And they don't want to hear about the issues at hand. And that's why they tell you, get woke, go broke. It's misleading to those people to make them think that they are making a difference. If you are one of those people, you're not making a difference. You're not going to slow down the train that is social justice or these leagues listening to their players being more progressive. And truthfully, there's nowhere else left to hide. You wanted to those people, they wanted to hide behind the NFL. The NFL won't do this to us. Uh, Yeah, they're painting the end zones in racism and it takes all of us. They are also, Roger Goodell said, we're seeing this through. We are committed. The NBA is doing it. WNBA, NHL stopped games, MLB. Where are you going to hide? There's nowhere left. So you either have to get on board with it or get run over or just get out of the way. Like those are your only choices at this time. But they will point to you now because I tweeted it out today. They were talking about, oh, the playoff ratings, NBA playoff ratings down uh, 27, uh, 27% this year, 47, 40% the last two years. 
Yeah, dude, that's the most cherry picking thing that you have seen today. The NBA has been playing daytime games since they returned. They've been playing games starting at 10 a.m. playoff games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, on weekdays. People are back to work. That's what's been happening during the shutdown. And also, people have changed their lives after months. Their viewing habits have changed. They were doing different things with their families and their sports circadian rhythm is, is off right now. They are competing against the NHL, the MLB. Uh, boxing, golf, uh, NASCAR, all going on at the same time. And then football is coming back. That's not the way things normally work. So that's why you're seeing ratings down, not just in the NBA, but in other sports. But things that are played on the weekend, they're usually fine because it's on a weekend and not at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Like they'll try to tell you that you're making a difference, that something is going wrong here. No, it's not. It's it's not broken. The NA, the NBA is still is still selling ads for three to four times more than other stations that are that have quote unquote higher viewership than those individual games. Why is that? Because those ad dollars matter and they know that that translates into sales, brand awareness. What, a year and a half ago, they tried to tell you ESPN's dead. It's over. MSE ESPN, it's dead. No politics in sports. We don't want to hear it. Uh, ESPN's just fine. They made it, had a rough go at it, but the sports landscape and the world was changing. Made some bad moves, some bad hires. They told you, oh, get up's terrible. It's trash. Yeah, you don't hear about that anymore, right? Because they fixed it. They fixed what was going on. They're still talking about social justice issues. They're still talking about race. Still talking about all these things as it does with sports. But things are fine. Wonder why. They told you that Nike. Nike stock is going to tank. They sided with Kaepernick. It's, It's over. It's over. Republicans buy sneakers too. It's not a partisan issue. People don't really care because they like the brands. So nothing, Nike stock is way up. They're making more money, just like everybody else. People saying, oh, the sports leagues are done. The NFL's done now that they're doing. No, they're not. NFL's the biggest thing there is. Sports franchise values are going up exponentially all the time. This is just the truth. Like, do not be conned by people telling you this. It is a grift. And then they will move on to something else, pretending like they didn't say this a year ago, six months ago. It'll just all be it'll it'll vanish like a miracle. It is a kind job. Uh, Sports revenues in the NFL, despite having a dip in ratings for a year, their revenues have gone up every single year. NBA gone up. MLB gone up. Hockey gone up. Huh. So if you do not affect the money, you you're. Fake boycott does not have any impact. Sorry to tell you. Um, We do talk about race a lot on this show. But this about Steve Nash being hired by the Brooklyn Nets, people coming out saying that this is white privilege or black privilege or any of this is silly, man. It is absolutely silly. Because coaching, first and foremost, coaching, there are no criteria it is the most subjective thing that there there is. But in the NBA in particular, 
Because Steve Nash has never had any real coaching experience, hasn't been an assistant coach anywhere, head coach anywhere, nothing like that. So people say, oh, it's white privilege. There's so many other experienced black coaches that aren't getting second chances. That's true. However, the NBA has a history, a history of hiring coaches without coaching experience when they were great players or championship quality players to begin with. Prime example. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Derek Fisher, as soon as he retired, Jason Kidd. No coaching experience, but they all got hired. This is the same thing that happened with Steve Nash. We cannot blame everything on race because truthfully, it becomes a, if you've ever known anybody that makes a big deal about everything, because I, I know people that are like that. Everything's a big deal. If everything's a big deal, then truthfully, nothing is a big deal because people say, oh, well, you're making a big deal out of this Well, because you make a big deal out of everything. So you can't just say everything is about race just because a person is white or a person is black because it's not. I mean, coaching a lot of times is about relationships and it is very subjective because are there black coaches that should get an opportunity like Jacques Vaughn, Sam Cassell? Absolutely. Do sometimes they get coaching jobs that are dead ends that they have no chance to win and they're going to be fired anyway, like Fizdale or Byron Scott? Yep, absolutely. Do, do, do there need to be more black coaches? Yes. In the NBA? Yes. NFL? Whole different animal. But that that one's broken. That system is broken of hiring coaches because it is subjective. There is no actual criteria for this guy as a head coach. Like, is there anything more subjective in the English language than, oh, it just, it's just the right fit. It's just the right fit. You know, I think he's our guy. That it's the same as true in relationships. You can say, oh, I just knew it when when I saw her. I just knew it. I knew we were in love. You know, uh, when I saw him, it was love at first sight. She's my soulmate. There's no way to actually argue against it. Even when you even when a friend or somebody can obviously see something that that person can't. Oh, man, look, she don't look loyal, man. He looks like he's out for the money. All of this. People can see it from the outside, but it's subjective from the inside. Oh, I had a gut feeling. And that also, on a side note, gives racists and people with subconscious bias. It gives them cover. But in this case with Steve Nash, this is not that. He got hired because this is what the NBA does. And there were people that said, oh, it's black privilege because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they got to choose their coach. Slow down. How is that black privilege? It's not. It's superstar privilege. These guys are at the top of their game and they get to determine, unlike any other sport, who their coach is. Which, on a side note, I do not like superstars picking their coach. It rarely goes well. Actually, I don't think it's ever gone gone well because it's about control. Like, who can I control? Who am I friends with? Because you've seen in other circumstances where you had LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade want Pat Riley to come out of the the president's role and come coach them because they didn't respect Eric Spolstra. 
Pat Riley said, nah, Eric Sposher is your coach. What does he do? Lead them to championships because he's a good coach. And that is why superstars do not always that they shouldn't really have a huge impact on who they want their coach to be, because you don't always realize what you want. Michael Jordan wanted Doug Collins to still be his head coach. He would not have chosen Phil Jackson. But was that the right move? You're damn right it was. Next thing up. Rutgers University is doing something so gross and despicable. I I couldn't believe I had to read the thing like three or four times. They are fining players in between 50 and 125 dollars. These are unpaid college students for missing tutoring sessions. And I believe this should be illegal. Like it's not not even just a violation of a regulation because there's regulations and then there's laws. This should be a jailable offense for whoever did this. This is and that's not even hyperbole. This is wrong on every single freaking level. I I couldn't believe it was actually real. I mean, I'm not sure how prevalent it is around the country, but we sure damn well find out because I'm going to make it a big ass deal about this. They dedicated three pages in their rule book to how fines were going to be levied. Told the kids, oh, you can pay with cash, check or credit card to the athletic athletic business department. But the question is, did you even teach them how to use credit cards? Did you even teach them about their credit, their life management skills? Did you do that? Hmm, No, right? Absolutely not. Most schools do not. And coaches are going to provide a list each Friday for anybody who missed tutoring. And you can find your name on the spreadsheet for your outstanding debts. These are unpaid college students. They can't even make money off their name, image and likeness at this point in time. They're playing during a pandemic to make everybody else money so they don't lose their jobs. The coaches make million dollars. Greg Schiano just got rehired there, making millions of dollars, guaranteed. And all of these players aren't even on full scholarship in their athletic department. Baseball gets like 11.7 scholarships. Softball gets a weird number of scholarships. I mean, what what are they going to do in the back end? Are they going to hold up their, their diplomas like they do with parking tickets when you're in college? Oh, you can't get your diploma. You got some outstanding parking tickets. You need to come see about this. I mean, because truth be told, the players should be at tutoring and there should be some punishment for missing tutoring. But charging fines where you're not freaking paying these kids is just, oh, it is a crime. Like this is like I can't imagine that anybody. Well, actually, clearly some people thought it was a good idea. Uh, The uh, A.D. Ash thought it was a great idea. This is stupid. This is stupid and it's irresponsible and it's just mean spirited, dude. It's just it's terrible. So but I guarantee you won't hold them up from playing if they uh, if they don't pay that fine. Guarantee you're not going to hold them out, out of a game so you can make your millions of dollars. I guarantee you won't do that. I, I just can't understand why 
why people look at college students and say, oh, well, the, these are adults. These are, they need to be held accountable, but you don't want to pay them like people who are held accountable. Come on, man. Uh, next thing up, the NBA. Who I got to take a breath out of that after that one, boy. <laughs> the NBA uh, has MVPs that can't win a championship. Look at the last three NBA MVPs. You're going to have Giannis be the two-time MVP in a couple days when they announce it. And before that, James Harden. Before that, Russell Westbrook. And none of them have had a legitimate chance to win a championship any of these years. Giannis is, it might be going down 3-0-3 right now in a series. Two-time MVP and a defensive player of the year. It's weird to me. How are you going to have one of the best players in the entire league, the best player in the league, defensive player of the year, but his team cannot win? The reason why is because style of play. None of these three guys, their style of play leads to winning championships. Giannis, who is a fabulous talent, works hard, plays hard, does all those things right. Problem is he can't shoot. You can't win a championship with a superstar who cannot take your last shot. Can't do it. Well, Shaq, uh, Kobe was doing that the majority of the time. Even though the Shaq for a while was the best player on that team. Michael Jordan takes the last shots. LeBron takes it. I mean, at least take it and pass it to somebody else. They have control over it, but they got to do the heavy lifting the majority of the time. Giannis can't do it. Harden. Intermittent defense. I know he made a good play the other day, but that's not typical. That's why everybody made such a big deal about it. Harden doesn't participate in the offense when he doesn't have the ball. Is he a fabulous scorer? Absolutely. That's why he would never get an MVP vote from me. But Houston is never really a title contender. They're a good team. They'll make it difficult on some people, but they'll they'll eventually lose before, before the Western Conference Finals. That's just what it is. Um, You got Westbrook, out of control, ball stopper. Same thing with Harden. Mm, Can't win a championship like that. But who can you win a championship with? The MVPs before that. You got Kevin Durant. They, Steph, dude, they do the dirty work, set screens, run run around. Uh, They participate in the offense when they're not having the ball. LeBron James, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. These people win championships. Why is it that the new MVPs can't win? And it is because of one another reason that they even have those MVPs is that we get enamored with the new thing because we have greatness fatigue. LeBron only has four MVPs in 17 years. He should probably have 10. He's been the best player in the league at least 10 of those years. But When you're giving out 27, 8, and 8 a night, people kind of get used to that. Oh, this wasn't as great as his last year. Yeah, but he's still the most valuable player in the league, the best player in the league, and all that. So when you just try to hop on the new thing each year, that's what you get. As opposed to people who are actually doing greatness and elevating their team and their teams have championship potential. That's why we have to stop having this greatness fatigue and really appreciate it. Because when LeBron is gone, it was just like when Kobe was gone, when Michael Jordan was gone, 
when Magic Johnson was gone, we missed that. But we didn't appreciate it when they were there. Give people their flowers while they are still here. That leads me to my parting shot. My parting shot today. Winter time is coming. It gets dark at night, dark around five o'clock, five thirty. And you're going to have a lot of black people walking around with hoodies, masks on. And it is time. All you people out there who have been getting, you know, have had an awakening. Everything that you've said that you've learned. I want to learn. I want to find out about these things. It's time to put it into practice. Don't be a racist. Don't assume or biased mentally. Don't assume that somebody is a criminal just because it's a black person walking or a brown person walking around with a mask and a and a hoodie. Put those things that you learned into practice because this is your time. This is your opportunity. Am I Reister or am I wrong? Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Share with a friend.